Welcome to Moment Talk. I'm your host, Chief So Moore, and our co-host, Mai Tao. Join us on episode 20 to talk and discuss about a broad discussion with Vong about culture, religion, and 18 clan. But first, let's thank our sponsor, and let's get right back into it. Today's sponsor is brought to you by She Sells Menwear. Are you looking for the latest trending men's fashion? Look no further. She Sells Menswear carries handcrafted bow ties, ties, suit accessories, and everyday streetwear. They are your one-stop, mall-inspired men's shop. You can search them online at www.xixomenswear.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, we are super excited. It's, it's me and my and Vong on this discussion. Uh, we wanted to talk a lot more about clans, leaderships. Uh, hey Vong, how's it going, man? You're down in Florida, am I correct? It, yes, sir. Going great, man. I love the weather here. Um, feel sorry for you guys a little bit, but um, <laughs> um, I took my fair share up there and I'm glad I'm down here enjoying the weather. Well, it's definitely cold today in Minnesota. Definitely cold. Took me an hour and a half to get home today from work, so. I bet, and and you guys can have all that. <sighs> well, you guys can have the hurricane and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When the people always said, my my best friend lived down here for 15 years, and he's I've always said that, came down here, and I, I haven't had that issue yet. We missed it um, just by a little bit uh, this past September, but um, the thing about a hurricane is you could see it coming from miles away, like hundreds of miles <laughs> away. So you can like, yeah, we can go or not go, whatever. But um, um, snow, man, there's no escape. You're there for there's no escape in snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's very more. true. <laughs> oh man, well, Vong, thanks, thank you so much for um you know, coming on board and just kind of having this important discussion with us, you know, and I wanted to kind of just um, talk a little bit more about clans. Okay, big monkoyi sing that right? That's how we call it. That's what we call it nowadays. Yep. Um, I understand that you have some sort of an experience with that. Can you kind of go into a little bit of why we have these clans? Like, you know, so forth. What purpose do they serve and why do they have it? Now, who do they serve? Because, and the reason I want to know is because I feel like um, they have kind of a neg- you can say negative reputation where, because I think a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. why it's there, why it was put in place. Absolutely. So you can share, if you can shed some light on that, that would be great. Um, well, from from my experience, um, there's 18 clans because there's 18 last names. And so um, if you think about our name, Hmong means being free or free men. Um, mm-hmm. In our case, free men and free women. Um, and so the, what we have learned over centuries of time is we have lived under a certain set of rules so there would be peace. And so there would be kind of like this set of rules, no matter where we go, we follow these rules, whether if it's like death or marriage, because those are the biggest two rules that we have to follow, or um, they cause the biggest rifts or problems in our community. And so going uh, said, or um, you know, the, the clan leaders are set up in that system um, to kind of regulate those rules within the community of each other. And so, um, for example, we have daughters, we have sons, each other, then you can kind of hold each other accountable or put together, um, like a, build a relationship with the families. And so if like your child or, you know, if you have issues, the leaders can come in and mutual or like, you know, kind of fix everything. And so, you know, that's been set up for centuries over time. And again, referring back to being Hmong, you know, I think Dr. Uh, Ying Dao was the one who, who gave us that, that uh, definition meaning like Hmong means free, free people. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it means we can go to any country, any environment and still establish, you know, our way of life, religion, you know, freedom from 
the laws there. That's why people, you know, we have all these issues because um, the old school, the OGs are still stuck in the like, well, back in the days we did it. Well, this is how we did it. But what I've seen though is like um, the, the, the ability of why it's lasted so long is because it assimilates our culture, our religion, us, we assimilate to where we go. And so if you think about it, we don't have a country, we lost our country. We've always been the folks that have traveled through time. And no matter where we, we were, we have, those laws kind of kept us together. So, mm, okay. um, so you're saying it's kind of like, kind of like that. And so um, it kind of governs us, rules us, and, and so forth. Now, we're Peyamicana, right? We're in mm-hmm. the United States, freedom of religion and everything. But the, when we come here, they teach us. They're like, you can believe in what you believe in. We give you that freedom. We give you freedom to do all this stuff. But just believe in uh, the United States of America and the Pledge of Allegiance and all this stuff. Forget about every other country, right? Give our mm-hmm. allegiance to us. And in a way, we're kind of like rebels where we're like, well, yeah, we'll give you the allegiance, but we will still honor our laws and our systems, you know, kind of like a third, third country, third state. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Which, which Mikana, if you see Mika history, that's what caused the civil war was the South wanted to do their own thing, you know? And so, um, uh, that, that's what, in, in, in to answer your question, hopefully, is Goyi saying is built that way. And yeah, they do have a kind con- a bad connotation of, um, you know, doing things the old way because we still have a lot of the older generations in power and we don't mm-hmm. have the ones that are open minded, the younger ones like us, to come mm-hmm. in and say, hey, you know what? That's not right. That's not working right now in the modern times here. And so we have to become better. For example, I'll give you an example like the funerals. Um, you know, I had to bury both my parents and my daughter. So I, I know very well how much it costs. I know how long it takes. I know how much it costs. The average funeral, if you actually just do it the old traditional way, can go anywhere from thirty dollars to $45,000, depending on how much you want to spend, right? Mm-hmm. The relationship is if it's a lady, like, so you can't just go bury her like if it was like a man. So if we had to separate the two, like if it was my brother, the relatives are just us. And so if he's buried in a suit, we're like, whatever, that's all good. But if it was my mom, like, hey, where's your pillow? Where's her, like, all this stuff that you have to buy by the, the rules, right? Or the, the traditions. And so it's not as easy as what people think. But the example about the the um, that situation is like we need to get faster, better, and cheaper. You know, ultimately as a goal for for us modern Hmong. You know, it doesn't right. have to be forty five, thirty grand. But I would tell you, you know, just shopping coffins and going to the lots, it's going to cost you a grip. It's going to be like twenty twenty five just for 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 that part. The rest of it, whether right. you know, they've got the one you or go all this other stuff and feed all the people. That's up to you. If you want it to be very beautiful or you want it just to be very simple or you want it to be very cost effective, it really depends on the goal of the family and, you know, the budget that they set up. Now, yeah, the budget is low, then don't do it that long. You know, do it with less mm-hmm. resources. So the, the people who set that up are your clansmen, are your leaders. Now, the, the problem of it is so you have like that mesh where it's like oh man there's this fight and it always happens then because of that you know and um, that's that's the problem i think the problem is not old culture the problem just is the fight with that scenario at least in that scenario okay so if i understand it correctly you can correct me if i'm wrong but they were initially set in place to kind of be there to um, right? And they're there to kind of right? Correct. Within tradition. Correct. Um, but with you saying that, how do we, how can we 
go forward with this process without, it starts to be kind of like within your clankula, there's a power, there's a power struggle where, mm-hmm. for example, in a funeral, when do we draw the line and say, no, this is what the family wants. And then this is what the clan wants. Where does the line draw? Or do we, at this point, do we just say, you know what? Yep. Um, that's a very hard question. Uh, mm. Because there's a lot of factors to that question. Because I and think so, the perfect person to ask, being that you've been VP of the Lao clan for so many years. So right. <laughs> what's your thought on that? <laughs> um, my, my, my best answer to it is, um, you know, what type of relationship do you have with your elders? And uh, are you very close with them? Are you far from them? Because that's what I see the, the first thing that comes up is what type of relationship do I have with my elders? So mm. if I have a very good relationship with my grandfathers, my uncles, and, you know, like to each other, like, you know, like if I went to my uncle or my grandfather, like, you know, I don't have a lot of money. This is all I have. You know, can we do it very you know, inexpensive? My grand, because of our relationship, they're like, we get it. Um, let's do it this way and let's, let's do it this way and let's try to cut out all these things to make it very fast and inexpensive. Right. Mm. And so yellow high mong chai pa like, um, ma ho jay te ma like blow up in there, right? Those are the biggest three things that like the leaders fear the most. Like, man, they're going to come over here and they're going to think we're a bunch of idiots running this fear. Right. Eels. And so um, they're like, well, at least we have to do this and we have to do, we have to kill a cow for this and we have to set up this and we have to do this in order to go. Everything else we can forego it based on the fact that you said you only had this and you said you only want to do it for this. Now, if I did establish, establish a good relationship, would you throw Paula and I? Kind of like how some situations are where some folks don't ever follow their family. All of a sudden, something happened and they call their clansmen. They're like, I've never seen that guy before, but he's helping me, right? Mm. You, know, you kind of Damon Gina, even though you're blood, like you, you never help them or you're not close to them, they're going to be like, I don't know you, but that person deserves the best and they deserve, you know, as much as we can do it. They woke up. We don't want to lose our pride at this point. So we're just going to do it like this because you don't go, right? And they don't think budget. They're thinking, this is how it's done because of that. And so to answer your question, I think the first thing um, that comes up is what type of relationship do you have with, um, you know, your family? And so if you're very close to the elders or, or have that rapport, I think that communication goes a long way. And I think um, the further you can kind of express your, yourself to, in that way um, helps out because I think a lot of people – don't know how much it's going to cost is the first issue. They don't know um, what to do. They don't know what kind of um, cultural things happen. So they have no expectation. They don't know what's going on. So because of that, it kind of hinders like the way they think or they think that everybody is like out to get them or like ripping them off Mm. or not. Does that make sense? Yes. So at the end of it, so at the end of the day, it comes down to <clears throat> just really building relationship and building a bond. And it's also because like there, there might be maybe a trust thing. Absolutely. You know where, yeah, trusting where could you trust God, you know, vice versa. Correct. And I've been, mm-hmm. I've been to funerals where it's kind of like they lock everything, and they're like, we don't trust the people who come in here in case they steal stuff. You ever hear that stuff? Yeah, they come and they steal and blah blah blah. It's because, like, like I said, it comes back down to that relationship. It's kind of like some people, and it happens still in our culture, where where they actually they do do that. You know, like let the mm. the some of the people who are actually there to help, and even though their blood are related to you, and I'm not saying this is 100 percent the case, but they're like, man, we just drop all new as much. So most people love meat. There's one thing that I've noticed is like they love meat. So like they'll go like call this meat for themselves and that's where all this stuff gets stolen and this is where all the, you know, things come back and like she she found where they 
charge extra for cows and say you need to kill more but it's because they're trying to take that and so from my experience i just look at that and i'm just like you know what that's that's crazy that it's still going on but it happens because again the that relationship because i don't feel i'm close to you so that means i can probably steal or take some stuff from you does that make sense now if i was close to you it, it was it's more like everybody trusts each other um we're gonna put all this stuff here she gave she you know there's no mm. lot you know so you know there's a lot of mistrust that happens because again i think a lot of it happens without um you know good relationships and understanding of what happens at the, the funeral and we're just specifically talking about funerals right okay well i hope that um you know i think a lot with you also pay not a pay um we're all hoping that someday the rules around the funerals will be changed. And obviously the cost of funeral will be changed. Uh, but you know, that is not just, it's just not funerals that these clans deal with or that they regulate or that they run. Um, some of the clans like Molao and Moye, there's like a few, there's like three sectors, right? For example, like for the Lao clan. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? Um, different leaders. Oh, <laughs> everybody wants to be a leader. I'm, I'm telling you that. I mean, that's the problem with the Hmong people. Uh, guys, uh, you know, we all want to be the freaking leader. So mm-hmm. if I don't agree with you, you know, I got a problem with you, and I won't follow or do the things you want me to do. So it comes down to just that. Um, we have three different clans because uh, there's three different disagreements, but we have, you know, it just is what it is. Um, it comes down to that. Okay. So being that you served as a vice president for the Al Clan for so many years, what do you want to see more of out of these clans? What do you hope that they change or do more of? Um, I, I gave you examples before. Um, we have three uh, different um, Mongol clans in our um, the Fox Valley. Um, mm-hmm. Again, ours ours was kind of like the mesh between. The first thing that we had to do was get over the religion piece because religion is a very good divider of clans. And so, um, you know, people think that they're, they're better. They're not. Nobody's better than each other. I think mm-hmm. um, the first thing that every clan should, but if you go to the cities, that's how it is. You know, cities is number one where you could see like how everything's separated. And so if we can overcome that religion piece and just kind of, um, all understand that regardless of if you believe in Christianity or believe in the old tradition, both are still right in your beliefs. Everybody has their own beliefs. And then just kind of get over the fact that no matter what you believe in, you have to overcome that and help each other. Make the family. We come together. If there's like a key day, we come together. If there's, um, uh, you know, a prayers for this, um, or, um, you know, like a celebration for a birth, it, we all come together and, and what we all have to do is overcome that first piece first, because I truly believe religion is a big divider in our community. Mm. Kind of like the last names. Yeah. That name is a big divider, you know, you know, the Chinese did a great number on us and dividing us and dividing on the way we, we thought. And so in actual reality, we have to reverse that and come back and, and just kind of come back together. Man, you know, if someone can make that happen in our Hmong community, absolutely, yeah, And you know, I I've been to a lot of funerals, and so when I looked at, it, I'm like, I'm you know, like for example, Hmongvana. Um, a lot of the old traditions are very similar, um, mm-hmm. and so I asked, and I always ask. They sit there and go, well, "What's the difference?" You know, you still you still do this this uh, event and you still do this, this uh, step, what's the difference? And so they're like, Oh, um, it's when the spirit returns back home and then you, sh- and, and so forth. So at the, at the end, and I'm like, okay, so how do you do it? They're like, well, this is how you do it. And I'm like, well, ours is very similar as Tashi. We just stop at a certain points. And they're like, well, we, we do the same, but we stop at a certain point too. I'm like, well, that's so close. So I'm giving you an example. Like, so you're telling me the only difference is this part of the funeral. Here's a funeral. You're telling me it's just this part. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, it's this. I'm like, 
but the whole thing is very the same. And they're like, yeah, but right. have, I'm like, you're only dividing us. In reality, a true system would be, it doesn't matter if, you can do all positions of the funeral, you can all come together as one, one, and you can go through the whole system, the whole general, and, and be able to, um, you know, take the, to, uh, basically reborn, rebirth uh, the spirit. Because that's what most people believe in, you know. So the cultures actually are very, the last name culture uh, are actually very close. It's just we decide to divide each other because of it. You know, like you have, you see those myths like, based on that story, you know, are you for real? But like that's the divisions of the, the, the last names. If you think about the whole wow. system, it's actually very, you know, it's actually very close. And so if you unify the Hmong people through culture and you unify through uh, religion and you unify through love, I think that's the first step that you have to do. Because then you kind of unite everybody together. There is no more last names. Like, I'm better than you. There is no more religion where it's like, hey, my religion is better. There is no none of that. It's more of the, hey, you know what? You're my brother. You're my sister. You need my help. I am there. It's more of that. And that's kind of like the attitude of the clan. That and that wasn't an idea like that I made up. That's That's been what our vision's been for our clan where, we're like, it doesn't matter what religion you believe in. It doesn't matter. We just go in and help each other because when you really need help, you really need help. And that's what the community should right. be about. Mm. It's so interesting how uh, we can find, we can divide communities uh, with just one little thing. Mm -hmm. No, it's quite sad. It's quite sad. Um, so long. Um, I truly believe that you know when as I truly believe that when you serve in the community, whether it's with a nonprofit or serving with going out there and just getting to the community or serving as a vice president of a clan like you do, I think that you guys are able to see things that happens in our community more than others. And over the years being VP and now you're not doing that anymore, but how do you feel about what's going on in our community as far as the mental illness that's happening with our young kids? Um, the, the lack of, you know, the, the constant talks about, um, you know, toxic masculinity or people just not, preserving the monk culture as much as we would like them to. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, or well, even taboo for that laugh. sake. <laughs> <laughs> or even no, taboo for that sake. It's good. Um, I'm going to handle the first mental illness. Mm -hmm. I think the mental illness issue comes more on the adult side than anything. Um, and, and, the reason why I say that is you hear so much in the news about um, the husband killing the wife and then killing the family and murdering all these people and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we, I, I think we have to address that as a community. I think that is a, a huge issue. Mm -hmm. um, I, most of us, our parents, our fathers, and even our mothers were veterans. I mean, we fought a war. And so a lot of them came over here um, with, uh, you know, PTSD. I know my dad did. My dad never talked about the war. And my uncles and my grandfather, they were heavily involved with the war. They did crazy stuff. And um, if you go to funerals, you go in the back, you see the old war veterans always talk about their war stories. Nobody ever addresses the problems they have. We don't have any benefits. And I've seen a, a lot of bills go through Wisconsin right now and Minnesota where they're trying to give – some benefits to the veterans. Unfortunately, my personally, my dad is not alive, but I do want to see it to the older generation. I think um, the older OGs, um, our parents have um, PTSD. They have issues with their how to deal with 
anger management and how to deal with uh, problems, especially coming to the United States, trying to learn English and the culture here, trying to assimilate. And so um, you see a lot of that. Um, she keep the sheet a lot because like the old cult culture uh, has not assimilated yet where that's probably how it was, you know, in when they lived in Blote, you know, like if my wife cheated on me or I don't know, I'm just that, you know, something happened, I'm just going to go kill everyone. And that is from what, what my parents told me, if somebody like, tried to rob us or steal, we can do anything to them. And so that type of mentality is still here. And so you see a lot of violence. You see a lot of, um, you know, that, that those things going on and a lot of shootings. Um, I think Wausau just had one recently where um, the guy Leary went into the, his wife working at a bank, went in, killed the co-workers looking for the wife and found the wife. Remember that? That was only like a year or two ago before I had left. I think and, I kind of um, heard that. Yeah. And so um, when you talk about mental illness, I think you have to address it from like, the our parents first and so they us being re reciprocals of that um are us the only you know i don't know how you guys grew up but for me it's like you better not get bad grades you cook better now you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh yeah. So we, could, yeah. <laughs> yeah we get our discipline we know you know and um but you know we're, we're a little bit smarter more educated where we went to school and we're like okay we learn how to deal with our issues and we learn how to be a little bit more educate educated and 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 so we kind of pass it on to our kids where it, like they hit less of it so i don't see a lot of um less uh, mental illness from our little ones they see it more towards the adults and i don't I, I don't know what to call it if it's mental illness or ptsd or anger management but there is a problem mm -hmm. And so uh, we do, we do as a community need to kind of address that. And I think the veterans builder that is getting looked in uh, at the, you know, the Minnesota and would help veterans. And a lot of the veterans are, again, our parents, you know, right. we're, we're here for that reason. And I think the more that we're able to deal with that, the less um, we will suffer from that. Now, um, that carries like, I kept on going through generations. So in my generation, we grew up, we're lighter, right? Mm -hmm. So our culture is the lie generation. So when we went to school, we got made fun of, we were poor, we, you know, we had holes in our clothes. So somebody make fun of us or they did stuff to us, man, we got together with our friends and we beat them up. Right. That's how we handled stuff. And, and I think our culture got past that because they think a lot of the gangsters, we still see a little bit here and there, like the shootings that happened in Fresno. We don't know if that's getting related or anything like that, but we still see like violence. We still see the chair mm -hmm. throws. We still see all that, but not as much as we saw probably like 10, 15 years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. And the things that you see more and more now are like um, school shootings. Um, right. You know, Oshkosh West just went through one, which wasn't really a big one, but I live in Florida and we get scares all the time. I mean, I take my son to school, he's six and he's going to first grade and they look like prisons, you know, like I said, my oh, son, all gated, you know, and because the schools here are a little bit different, it's, it's, um, I, I was told it's like California where like you open up the class and the classrooms, right? There's no hallways. It's not like Wisconsin or Minnesota where you lock up the, the whole building, the class, you, the hallways are the outside do outside. So somebody can oh, okay. scale it and shoot everyone. Right. So that's why it looks like prison. So, um, I think that's a more of a modern now where, where we have to be aware of that. We have to be like, as Hmong people, we have to be aware that, Hey, you know what? It's not more of like the mental illness or the bullying that they get involved with because like we're, we're smarter now. Like if somebody bully my child or your child or anyone, we we're like, we could stand up and say, okay, we can go talk to the, to the educators about that. Long time ago, our parents didn't even know how to talk English. So we got bullied. They're just like, my dad just, this is my, how my dad taught me. I'll teach you karate. They bother you, punch them. <laughs> That's how I, my dad is like, he was a military. He's like, handle your business, you know? Karate, so, <laughs> <laughs> myself some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, because and, and, my dad didn't, really, you know, my, my dad didn't know. He, he. He, he fought a war since he was 12. So for him, he's like, you got to be a man and you got to like, you know, you, gotta talk you don't fight first and you, you handle yourself. And 
But, you know, yeah, if they punch you and they threaten you, yeah, do something. Don't just stand there. That's how my dad was with me, you know. Now, we're, we're a lot smarter, so we're like, don't do that. We'll talk to yeah. the parents and the teachers. Uh, but if you think about, like, like that, um, you know, as far as, like, mental illness, um, that, that's the part that I, I worry about the most is you don't hear a lot of um, – there's you don't hear a lot of it from the younger generations you hear more of the crazy stuff happening from the older generations you know that make the newspapers right so you know we always hear about um the apple doesn't fall far from the tree right yep what what do you think that we as a community now because obviously our parents our elders they don't know they did not know they didn't have the appropriate help that they needed to have but for our generation now, where we're more moder- we're more modernized, we are aware. What do you think we need to do as a community? And even if we have to exclude y'all, that's fine. But what do you think we need to do as a community to ensure that our kids are safe, to ensure that our brothers and sisters are um, heard of? You know, because it's never talked about until someone loses a life, right? Mm-hmm. It's never talked about until a loved one is gone due to suicide or um they have mental illness already whether they're they're schizo or whatever the diagnosis is what do we as a community do you think they need to do to go forward and come together and have a proper discussion about this um unite together and and talk with because i I don't think it's just us i think it's like like I can, like, my kids, your kids, every, you know, <laughs> um, they're all considered into, like, millennials, and I, I categorize them all at once. Um, they deal with uh, problems differently from we do uh, because, obviously, you know, of social media, easy access information, and, and uh, mobile, you know, the telephone. So it's, it's easy for them to be de- depressed. It's easy for them to not uh, have self-esteem and to have those issues. So what do we need to do? We need to like join in together with like all the other parents that are involved, you know, that have issues like that. I, I'm, I'm talking about like the, the, the white kids, the, the mm-hmm. African-American kids, the, those groups that all can try to help out and put together to help out each other for it. You know, um, I don't think it's just a monk problem. I think it's uh, right. well, a sure it's a millennial problem. It's a, you know, if we see that the thing is we're smart enough to recognize that we're, we recognize it. We're like, Oh, they're having this issue. We got to have programs or we got to have like an outlet to, to work with that. And it starts with us first where like we can create programs like that, but why don't we just like get involved with some of like some of those other programs um, mm-hmm. with like the other cultures and the other folks to kind of like, cause it's just doing it for just the, the Hmong people is, is probably not the right thing. Like doing it generally for everyone because we all have that problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to answer your question, point. I think uh, to answer your question, I think that's what we have to do. If we just go, oh, they Hmong try to solve, they Hmong, we got a lot of other problems that we got to solve too. But I think if we go this way, let's not be the first ones through the door. Let's be the folks that kind of like follow everybody through it because they think everybody generalized in the whole millennial group we can help out each other that way. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. Now, let's talk about role models. I feel like, do you feel like we lack role models? Absolutely. Yep, we do. Um, okay. Why, uh, you know, we struggled as, as people, and, you know, uh, we need more leaders. We need more outspoken leaders. We need folks um, to go out there in the community and set an example for us. And, um, you know, like the Fres- this is how I felt during the Fresno shooting as far as role models. When okay. that happened, me and Fres, we got together and we kind of, I called them and we're, we're, we weren't joking about it, but we felt the same thing like, oh my gosh, look at that. I can't believe we as most people made, made the headline news as a mass shooting as the only Asian people to have a mass shooting. I'm like, man, that looks so bad for us. You know, I go, somebody, yeah, I know that you voiced up pretty lot on, um, pretty 
quite a lot of Facebook about that shooting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you're, you're talking all these mass shootings that keep happening, you know. Out of all the Asian folks, you have to mass shooter. You know, I'm like, oh, cook with the whole. And that's why I said to Fred, like, Fred, like, we need somebody stronger to represent us. We got to find, excuse me, we got to find somebody who's like strong, outspoken, and, and kind of be like a Martin Luther King, kind of be like one of those guys where it's kind of like, that is the voice, that is the voice of the Hmong people, and be like, dude, that is bad, you know? And they try to make it or instigate like, it's kind of gang related, you know? Right. And that's why I was like, dude, something needs to go out there and say, no, it's not, not yet. Don't point fingers. Let's go into this as open as possible and try to rule out, um, you know, because right. we don't need this extra pressure on our community and our people. Oh, man, I had to role model, try to try to Martin Luther King, yeah. Or it Mother Teresa. It's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And they're out there, trust me. They're out there. It's just they need to be more vocal. They need to come out. They need to come out of the woodworks to, to help our community. And, you know, um, and we need to support them. We need to come back and be like, and we, we, we want that agenda to go out there. And that's the, you know, that's the bad thing about us is like we can't. It's like it's hard for us to do that. Everybody has it to get over themselves, you know. It Our- is, and and I kind of feel like we've gotten to, um, not everybody, but I've kind of feel like we've kind of gotten to a place where we are, we've given up, you know, where we're like, you know what, we tried for so many years, and where there's progress now for me i've seen a lot of progress i think that we have advanced so much and i am so proud of our community our Hmong people but i do kind of feel like at some point we have kind of slowed down and just gave up to where we're like you know what for example like like take a stand and be like you know come on let's go do this but you know i will probably be like you know, no one's going to come behind. No one is going to support me in this. I'm not going to have any followers. I'm not going to have any soldiers to come with me to sure. <clears throat> fight this with me. And I kind of feel like we've gotten to that point, you know, in, in our lives, I guess you can sure. say. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you see that too? Or do you see something I see else? that we got to a, um, a stall, a standpoint. Um, I, I agree with that. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think, like like you, I, I totally agree that we were light years ahead of what we were 20 years ago. There's more of us getting education. There's more of us getting college degrees. There's more of us getting paid more. There's more of us um, amassing wealth. Um, but we still all come back down to, like, earth, and we, we get stuck in this realm. And, and having movement at this time, um, I think, is okay, too. Um, at least we're not going backwards, but mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of things happening in our, in our culture to push that movement, to unite the word, to, to kind of put the agenda together. You know, the perfect example was that Fresno shooting again. If everybody kind of just amassed together and like, no, you know, it's not gang related. It's a tragedy. These are two like great folks that were killed and we need to find whoever did this, you know? If there was a leader that can't come out and push that agenda, I think a lot of folks thought it was wrong. A lot of folks turned on the TV and was like, oh, my gosh. They thought the same way we all thought. But Chimoetu leader or Chimoetu la And if there was, we have to stop. We have to stop like, oh, my gosh, that guy, you know, his teeth was crooked or whatever the deal is. We have to back him up or her. Right. To, you know. Uh, we have to have that, you know. They push each other to what, and that's the big thing. And um, you know, in order to do it, you know, we have to form a party. We have to unite. We have to come together. We have to make uh, a ton of money. You know, we have to be, you know, have a lot of backing. And that's how we can get a movement um, going. That's how we can get, yeah. you know, the the word going. You know, I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. If we have to create like a Republican Democratic Party within the Hmong people, create it, you know, because 
get the backing. Get well, the that's money. what the clan leaders are for. <laughs> they're supposed to. <laughs> but they, they're there to push their own agendas to their own clan. And right. that's the thing. Right. Yeah. But and like I said, if you break it down, I've said before, we're so, we're like this. And then there's just this one difference and they can't see past out the, this difference. And for that reason, it what you thought of. But break it down. Okay, you're, if we just put it to two sides, if you're a Democrat and you're a Republican, I'm just using this as an example. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less to fight about. And there's more right. unity and there's more to come together. I totally agree. I, w- I agree with you 100%. Um, I think that, you know, we all, there's always a saying that, you know, no man can go at it alone, you know? Absolutely. And we all have to work together. And I really do hope that, I, you know, I, I'm an optimist. So I am optimistic, you know, in the next few years here, especially with, with social media, you know, and social media is such a hate and love relationship. Sure. <laughs> you know, any, yeah, anyone, anyone can go on there and just voice how they feel and really try to make a difference online, you know. Absolutely. So I'm really optimistic in the next, you know, in the next three, four years, uh, we're going to have somebody like that. We That's are. Cool. And, you know, I... I am hopeful. Um, you know, maybe it's somebody we know. You know, Absolutely. I hope that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to just touch really quick on um, taboo, and you know what <clears throat> what that is, how that got started, uh, or what it, what does that really mean? Or is it even true? Is there even such thing as same last name marriage? And I want to. Go ahead and touch that um, on that really quick before we wrap up here. Sure. Um, it's it's an old old mindset way of thinking, and um, it was it's kind of like one of those things that like you can't point to the moon, otherwise somebody will come, your ear will get caught. It's one of those things where you just don't do. And um, you know, Mong's reasons are like, oh, chipohu um, la. Um, what do you do um, if you go marry them and you find out they're like a grandma to you like who do you call what so there's all this confusion and in in modern times it could be it could be bloodline too so if it's bloodline then there's genetics that comes involved but most people don't think that way they think more of like you just don't do it and I think it came um from the mountains of Laos where, uh, I mean, my dad always told me like, because those are like your family. And he, and I'm like, well, what does that, well, that makes sense to me. You know, my dad was like, well, we, you know, General Vang Powell said, you can't do that. Otherwise the, 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 I, I, I think if you did that and you did it in Laos, that's what my dad. And so my dad's just like, you just don't do that. So um, how I think of it, I mean, if you're not blood-related, there's only 18 last names. I mean, if you're not blood-related, whatever. Um, you know, if you're happy, great. Um, but if there, if there is blood relation and you're very close, um, you know, I, no, I would say no. It's the same that goes with, like, here's the other flip. We're like, um, my sister's has kids um, mm-hmm. but my kids can marry um, my sister's kids because mm-hmm. the Hmong culture allows it they're like well the husband is a different last name right so mm-hmm. I think that's wrong too you know for me right. it, it would be like dude that's like your cousin you know right. and so like Hmong people really have to just kind of um think about it in modern times and um, when the leaders get together, they got to be like, all right, let's make these set of rules. And if they are, we got to think smart now, if they're genetically linked, like so close, don't get married because you will have kids that might have issues. Right. So there's a health reason. Um, And so that makes a lot of sense. But now are these, I'm sorry. Now, are these rules that the clans also set up, like where they're like, okay, when they so, <laughs> for example, the you know, the clan leaders are like, okay, no norma, you're more young, you're more young. Now, do they have the 
I don't want to say the power, but do they have the, the ability to come in and do that? It's frowned upon. It's already, I mean, it's already happening right now. I mean, there's situations where it's really frowned upon, yes. And people kind of just sweep it under the rug and, and, and they kind of just get past a lot of things. But I do believe that the clan leaders and the clans have the power to stop it and let it go or, or just, you know, um, or stop it. You know, they have mm-hmm. the power. If they said, well, tomorrow we're going to change all the bylaws for all the lo- the clans. If there was that leader, um, mm-hmm. and that we are going to allow intermarriage, blah, blah, blah. Just can't marry your cousins and your siblings. You know, people will go at it. It, it mm. could change. It could change how the clan system works. Oh, okay. So it sounds to me like that that Martin Luther King person that we're looking for might be within the clan council. Correct. <laughs> yep. Because you, if you think about it, um, there's situations where it happens now. You know, I pull mom and me, and they kind of just sweep under the rug and whatever, and they allow it to happen. I think mm. nowadays, you know, like I said people have to leaders have to be more open about things Mm -hmm. and that is one thing that they have to be open-minded about and not close-minded and hear of all the arguments now i've only introduced like a couple of points but there's plenty of other points that folks can come in and chime in but whatever you believe in you know there's got to be a debate and there's got to be like this is the reason so we can't do it and here's what it is not the reasons now to me are just kind of like hearsay or like it's like that Pointing mm. to the moon moon thing again, like, oh, you know, you right. better, you know, like, you better not do that. Otherwise, you know. Um, yeah, I, I do believe a lot of things are just hearsay where, you know, I, this is what I, I believe with, I believe and I go by because my parents said this or my grandpa said this uh, or I've seen yeah. this. I, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I totally believe that. I think that with any kind of discussion, like marrying the same last names or marrying two wives or two husbands or marry somebody who's a lot older or younger. Yeah. These are up for discussion totally. Cause I think everybody does have to come into all of this with an open mind and understand that, you know, in this world, not everybody is the same, you know, right. right. People young. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like there needs to be these kind of discussions. And I totally agree with you. And I hope that this podcast here, this discussion with you, I hope that it will open. It starts some discussion, I hope, I hopefully, and I hope that you get somebody out there listening to think that, man, you know what? You know, Wong is right. You know, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Maybe I should go and you know, speak out and perhaps become that leader that, you know, the community is looking for. Absolutely. I think yeah. be, be more involved in your community, be a part of your clan, be a part of, the only way to understand a problem or to get past the problem is to understand it and, and find out about it too. If you're too hard headed to just go in and, and cause you, you see the bad points, but you see the good points too. You just gotta be involved. You gotta mm-hmm. be part of it and you gotta like, um, and then figure out, okay, what's right and what's wrong. Can't just exactly. like be closed minded. And those are just some issues. You can't just be like closed minded about everything. You have to be open about everything. And, there's got to be discussions and there's got to be leaders and there's got to be folks who just go, Hey, you know what? We're today. We're stopped doing that because our clan did it. Our clan is like, mm-hmm. you know what? This day, you know, by church or our clan stopped saying that long time ago. I'm mm-hmm. just like church. We're still going to help each other. And well, that's, thank what, you for that. that's what progression is. I mean, let the bad stuff go and start opening your mind. And, and, you know, when I came into a clan a long time ago, it was like, well, we don't shake girls' hands. I'm like, why? They're like, <laughs> just don't do it. I'm like, I'm going to hug every girl. Watch. Like, in case, you know, in case. I'm like, dude, I'm all related to them. Yeah. Like, grandma, that's my, I'm going to hug them. I'm <laughs> chair, you know. I love right. them. <clears throat> well, what were you when you were VP for your law clan? Um. Shoot, that would give out my age. I'm so young. <laughs> How many years <laughs> no, ago? Early, early, uh, like late twenties. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. And then you definitely, definitely had a taste of um, all the bylaws, the bads, goods. Uh-huh. My grandfathers were like, you know what? You're gonna learn this, and we're gonna force force you to learn it 
Um, so they kind of just threw me, threw me to the wolves and like, Chike, you're going to learn it. So that's, mm. it's like how my dad taught me to swim, threw me in the water. Like, okay, you better learn. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, thank your dad for that because now we have you to kind of, um, share with us a little bit of what that's all about, how, the, how that got started, you know, but you know, before we wrap things up here, um, any last words you want to, you know, give it to our listeners, inspiring words, quotes, just some um, good stuff. The big, the big thing is like, be open-minded, love each other, help each other. If you got something bad to say, don't say it, just love each other, help each other and don't hold that grudge. I mean, let it go. Let it go. We are all good people. And if we help out each other and have that attitude, uh, have a positive attitude going through this, I think we, we all will get to places that are further together. You said it Love yourself, it. Can't, can't do it by yourself. Nope, nobody can. So any last words from you? Yeah, just when we started the podcast, we talked about uh, hurricanes in Florida and, and we're talking about tornadoes and in Midwest. Um, I just want to have to say this for those who are listening that are becoming a leader. A storm is going to be nasty. There's going to be war. There's going to be hatred. But after every, every single storm, there's always a brighter day. Mm-hmm. So hope to, to have that leader rise in the Hmong community. So that's my, that's my last argument. Can't wait. I cannot wait to see that leader rise. Maybe it's you. Yep, maybe it's you too. Maybe she saw. Maybe it's one of our listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Ravon, thank you so much for your time tonight. Um, you know, it was a great discussion. I wish we can go a little bit longer, but I know it's late and you have kids to attend to. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. Anytime. That ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our official website at www.mongmentot.com or like, like and share us on Facebook. Who also believes in building family values. She believes not only in investing in your future, but also investing in your present moment, creating time and memories with your family. If you have any insurance needs or any questions, please don't hesitate to call her at the link below. Also, a special thanks to DJ Peter for using his beats. You can check him out at YouTube.